0: Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Quarterback Controversies. Raymond, remember when they said we were going to have a quarterback controversy here in San Francisco?
1: Yep.
0: Didn't quite work out that way, did it, Ray?
1: Sure as hell didn't. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> what, what quarterback controversy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what quarterback controversy do you speak of? Uh, we have always been huge proponents of Jimmy G, and uh, and we're also big fans of Nick Mullins. And uh, so this is definitely not a bash Nick Mullins pod. We're not going to go into a bash Nick Mullins rant. Uh, he's a backup
1: quarterback. Although he is going to get some shit today.
0: He's going to get some shit today uh, because he's a better. He's better than what he showed us on Sunday. I definitely know that. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it on our. 49 49er, eagles 49ers recap here on the gold cast but first raymond let them know where they can find us and why don't you also let's talk a little bit about our instagram account i
1: was just gonna say you can follow us on instagram at the Goldcast. be sure to subscribe to us and follow us there because we are it is active it's uh you know we have a lot of social media handles but that's going to be one of the primary ones going forward for the show and you should subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere that YouTube's are brought or anywhere that podcasts are broadcasted to. We are syndicated there. The Goldcast. Look for the Goldcast. We're also on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. But definitely start with the Instagram and then work your way through YouTube and some of the other formats uh, in terms of listening. Just because those are the primary ones right now that we're focusing on. And so we really want to get your feedback. We love when you guys interact with us in the comments section on YouTube. And we certainly want to get your feedback on Instagram just because it's a very friendly platform and there's lots of cool things you can do with it that we're enjoying right now. And we just, it just seems to be a better fit for what we're trying to do with the cast going forward. So definitely show your love, show your support, follow, like, do what you got to do. But the Gold Cast is where you want to be for all things Gold Cast.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Gold Cast is where you want to be we yeah so we are live and direct check out the instagram page we're really excited um we're playing around with that format a lot you're seeing uh, audiograms from us you're seeing posts when when we're recording live so we are staying up to date and definitely check us out and of course as raymond already said I'm just re-emphasizing it for you. YouTube.com slash the gold cast. You can see the videos. You can, you can listen to us in the car, but you can see us at home on YouTube. And as I have mentioned many times, if you thought these voices were handsome already, you should see the faces behind them. Even sexier. This is really about just us being good-looking. That's really what this is a promotion for. But yes, check us out. And now let's get started, Raymond. Another... Two out of the last four weeks, I have sat here and not looked forward to doing this podcast. These are not the fun ones. I don't mind if we lose in a heated dog match where we're, you know, it is just, we're going head to head. We're fighting, we're kicking butt. I do mind losing when I feel like we just shot ourselves in the foot and we didn't play to our absolute potential. I can take my licks like a man. When I feel like we put in our best effort, but it definitely didn't feel that way on Sunday. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about this week. And uh, here we go. So, the greatest finalist in the game, he's here. Your professor of fanalism. I'm in the building too. Classes in session. Let's go.
1: San Francisco, are you ready? Are you ready?
0: This is the Gold Gap. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host,
1: Raymond Salisa First, baby.
0: Boom! Raymond, here we are. We are back. It is our week four recap. Eagles coming into town. Niners, six and a half point favorites. We had a huge episode last week. We expected a dominating win to come from this team. I believe, I'm not sure, what what was your, do you remember your score?
1: I thought it was going to be something like 28-13, uh, something to that effect.
0: Yeah, and I think I said like 21-31 or something like that. I was like the eight to ten point range. We all were taking the Vegas over. Uh, Bill Simmons, on his podcast, when I was listening to him on Thursday, he famously said that he thought that the, that the 49ers were going to lose the game. And he thought that too much effort was being given to him. And several other analysts said the same thing.
1: Well, I, I would, I mean, if Bill Simmons knew what the hell he was talking about, I would take him seriously. It, I mean, it, it's Mullins is the one who did us in. It's not that we're given too much credit. We blew out two teams that we should have blown out with a bunch of backups, third strings, and fourth stringers. There's something to be said about that. The problem is when you're Bill Simmons and you cover all 32 NFL teams, you're not going to be a very good analyst when you cover games and spreads and things of that nature. So even though I love Bill Simmons and I like his podcast and I like when his friends are on there and they, they do a good job overall, he's way out of his element with that one. Even yeah, though well. he got the prediction right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he did get it right, unfortunately. He, he was right. Uh, but the, it, was, uh, it was quite a frustrating loss. Nick Mullins really doing us in the dagger to our team being delivered by our own backup quarterback, Nick Mullins. That pick six in the final five to six minutes of the game pretty much put it out of reach for us. They, uh, Kyle Shanahan was so pissed he benched. Nick Mullins brought in C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard played out of his minds for out of his mind for like four straight minutes. It was very impressive. He ends up going for 14 of 19 attempts, 138 yards. Unfortunately, no touchdowns. Final play of the game ends with uh, a kind of hail mary attempt that looked pretty close. I mean, it came really close to being caught, but unfortunately. They weren't able to do it. The 49ers lose in a pretty frustrating fashion 25 to 20. Um, Philadelphia rallying and get that 14 points uh, point scored in the fourth quarter there. And just overall, a pretty frustrating game. Uh, you know, pretty much. A very defensive game for both teams, Ray. You know, both teams uh, played very strong defensively. Uh, they sacked Nick Mullins four times. Offensive line, not doing, not giving us too many favors. What do, Who were the people I wanted to see this week, Ray? What, what was one of the ones on offense? I said I wanted to see the offensive line, right? Remember I said that? I said I wanted to see the offensive line step it up and to keep the consistency from the week before. Unfortunately, that was not the case. They were unable to do that and Nick Mullins was running for his life out there. Also not give, making it any easier on our poor backup quarterback is the fact that, you know, he couldn't he couldn't really stay upright. On top of that, Carson Wentz, same exact thing. We sacked him three times as well, really putting the pressure on him. He did enough to win and we did unfortunately enough to lose. And so, it was a uh, just a frustrating get game. Glad to see George Kittle back. He went from 15 receptions, to 183 yards and a touchdown.
1: George Kittle shredded the Eagles. 15 targets, 15 catches.
0: Once again, Raymond, they had to face mask him to tackle him. That seems to be a common theme in the league.
1: Yes, it's the only way to stop George Kittle is to try to rip his head off, apparently, in the NFL.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. Uh, but overall, a great showing from Kittle. Jarek McKinnon doing jerk McKinnon things. I love it. Brandon Ayuk with whoa. Easily. I mean, he ray back up a little bit show show the people. Show the people. <laughs> and in fact here, I'm going to show you guys cuz uh bleach Report already put this up. It's kind of hard to see, but it's my lock screen. It is Brandon Ayuk jumping over that eagle defender, that was easily the play of the game. I started him in my fantasy league, one, one of my other leagues. He got me like like ten or eleven points. I was very happy. I was a pleased. I was a happy guy. He was fire.
1: He was fire. He's 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 uh, he's got a little bit more athleticism than Debo Samuel. I don't see Debo Samuel uh leaping over people. Although Debo Samuel's still a very dynamic player. Don't get me wrong. We love we love us some Debo Samuel here, and Debo Samuel's more established than Brandon, but Brandon is quickly um. Coming out of the flash of the pan and being a consistent contributor week in and week out.
0: Absolutely, and you're seeing more and more him integrated in. I I look forward to the Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk combination. Once Debo Samuel gets fully reacclimated back to the speed of the game, I believe that these two are going to be essentially what we were hoping Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel were going to be this year. It's going to be the Ayuk and Samuel combo. Maybe we get Jalen Hurd next year and we get all three. Let's hope. But those were the good things, Raymond. I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Let's talk about the negative things because clearly we are now sitting at the fourth spot in the NFC West, and uh, I know we're banged up. Arizona doesn't look that good, and they're at full strength. They have no excuses. We are pretty banged up, and uh, I, I think now more than ever, it's pretty obvious that Jimmy G probably has to come back. But let's start with the issues that you saw during the game.
1: Well, to me, it started off with quarterback play, and as Johnny Dell, friend of the show, pointed out on his Twitter uh, at Johnny Dell, is that is that what it is? At Johnny Dell Football,
0: at Johnny Dell F A for football game. Yeah, that's right. I believe football that's Academy. it. Yeah. But um, shout, out, shout to out to
1: Johnny Dell. So he pointed out just in case people missed it that Kyle Yuschek was really wide open in that opening series on the opening drive on the opening possession and Mick Nick Mullins missing him that to me was the that was the the indication of what the game was going to be like for the quarterback if you were rooting for the San Francisco 49ers which in our case unfortunately was was the reality So uh, Mick Mullins was flat from the very beginning, and I'm not sure what it was, what he did or didn't do to stay sharp in this game. But for whatever reason, he just did not have the moxie that he had in the previous game that he's shown in the past to the point where the journalists are going to ask their stupid, inane questions that we already know the answers to. But they have to try to do their job anyways and stir up a story because that's the whole point of their job. And we saw exactly why Kyle Shanahan said that that a quarterback controversy or the possibility of starting Nick Mullins in the foreseeable future <coughs> excuse me, regardless if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, is not a scenario that exists in that room or on that team. We saw exactly why he said that. And Nick Mullins proved it, unfortunately. Proved it in a way in the worst case scenario, meaning it results in a loss. There was the earlier pick he threw before the pick six. I mean, the, the game, you know, it had he been sharper, had the offensive line been giving him more protection? Because it was a combination of two. I don't want to put it all on Nick Mullins because part of the problem was the offensive line not giving him much time either. And most quarterbacks in the NFL, with the exception of the mobile ones, tend to struggle when the pocket collapses faster than you're used to because it's a rhythm sport, and you need rhythm, and it's all about timing, especially de- depending on the play. And Kyle Shanahan plays are usually quick and short, but there are some plays that need to develop. And Nick Mullins did not have time to get the ball out to all the all of those players, although the players who contributed were very sharp. Jarek McKinnon, we said to keep an eye on him. He was excellent, very effective, um, clearly the number one back. Jeff Wilson Jr. was a ghost in this game. But Jarek McKinnon looks sharp. He had that one run where he cut back in the other direction because the hole got plugged up. Great vision there. Him and Raheem Mostert need to be the one-two back going forward when Raheem Mostert comes in because he has really good vision just like Raheem Mostert. I still think Raheem Mostert is just a, a hair better in terms of his vision when he hits the hole. But Jarek McKinnon, every other week, he seems to get just a little bit better, we're seeing. He's gaining that confidence back. He's clearly a better receiver than any of the running backs on the roster. So now we know what Kyle Shanahan was talking about. He's an excellent receiver. So that part is dynamite. Really good stuff out of him today. George Kittle came back and did George Kittle things. Jordan who? Jordan who? Jordan nobody. George Kittle's back. (laughs) So at George Kittle, 15 targets, 15 receptions. Over 180 yards and a touchdown. If he is on your fantasy team, congratulations. You have George Kittle back. Look out because he was absolute nails. Debo Samuel flashed in his first game back. Wasn't heavily involved. I think he's going to get more involved going forward. And him and Brandon Ayuk are going to split time. Um, It's going to be difficult. It's a a good problem that Kyle Shanahan has trying to decide who to get the ball through and in what situation. But knowing that he has now two weapons that can virtually do the same thing is uh, amazing. You know, it makes me not think about the absence of all the guys that we pulled in in the offseason and Jalen Hurd. Because now that Brandon Ayuk is progressing rather fast and become and living up to his you know, first draft pick selection, you know, first draft, first round draft picks are supposed to be impact players. Javon Kinlaw is still, you know, flashing intermittently, but Ben and Ayuk is becoming a integral part of the offense, which is huge. That's exactly what we saw from Debo Samuel last year. Although we did see some early drops in this early going of the season for Debo last year, uh, defensively, who, who did I want to look at? I wanted to look at Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead had a better game. He had the half sack. He had six quarterback hits, so you know mobile quarterbacks are not the easiest thing for this Niners defense, unfortunately. And but Eric Armstead played better. He was second on the team with tackles. He had the one half sack. He actually shared that sack with Kerry Hyder, who had another good game. Good for him. Um, uh, Jason Verrett, uh, he played in the game, did all right. Um, I've Solid performance. I wouldn't say it was horrible. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't like Dante Johnson who gave up some big plays. But uh, Jason Verrett was okay. You know, he didn't flash as much as I thought he would coming into his second game. But he was still, again, we're missing guys, so he got to start. You know, no, no, Mosley, uh, Witherspoon was injured, so he was out. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say, Rudy, because we, when we had this problem a couple years ago, we fired the strength and conditioning staff and revamped the entire process. And now here we are again going through the exact same problem that really derailed the 2018 season. And although we're we're in a better position this year than we were in that season, because that season we lost Jimmy G in week three. We didn't just get a, you know, a busted, a sprained ankle, which is what Jimmy G has now, which means he can come back this week or next week. And we also had some other pieces too, but at the same, and we didn't have the defense that we had right now. But the problem is that, uh, these injuries are way too abundant right now. And we lost two more players, uh, this this past week. We lost the what's his name? Um I'm looking at the statue right here. The the defensive lineman that we picked up, uh, he's gone. He has a torn bicep. Oh yeah. Um Oh man. He didn't do much. So you know, that's I guess that's the good news. I mean Congrats, DJ DJ Jones got a sack. Taylor got a sack. Ziggy on saw. Yes, Ziggy on saw. Tore his bicep, so he's done. So it's like no matter who we bring in, they're just falling like flies. I don't get it. What kind of weird energy is happening with this team right now that's causing all these injuries? It's just really, really frustrating. And, you know, before people start to comment, you know, this happens to other teams, 2017, 2018. Uh, you should have seen the Saints roster and how many people they had on IR. It was a ridiculous number. We, we looked at a graph earlier today from Cousin Brian. But um, so it's not it's not just exclusive to the Niners. There are other teams experiencing a lot of, you know, heavy injuries this season. But it just seems, you know, it's, it's going to be – my point is it's going to be really, really hard to stay in the race – you know, to me, if this continues, then our race is not going to be for the NFC West. It's going to be for the wild card, and that's where the playoff race is going to be for this team. Because right now, two games now, now you're two and two. You're last in the NFC West. Good luck when you have to face those teams if you still have all of these injuries to deal with. Because it's, I just don't see, I don't see them coming out of the gauntlet with a winning record at this point. Well, I think. I think you're right,
0: especially if we're going to stay injured, for sure. The other problem is, though, I think you are really seeing across the league. I mean, even the Monday night's game here between the Packers and the Falcons, you saw guys dropping like flies. You know, Julio Jones didn't come back in the game. Calvin Ridley, ghost of himself. You know, like he, he, he uh, hamstring issues. A lot of these soft tissue injuries, you're really seeing the importance of a proper training camp and preseason. The players wanted no preseason. This is something they voted for. The NFL didn't vote for it. They voted for it. And unfortunately, we are seeing the reasons why you need a proper training camp and a proper offseason, a proper preseason to prepare these guys to play. And it's just obvious that, unfortunately, due to this wacky COVID year.
1: Um, you know, this even even the... kickers, do you see how many miss point after attempts there are this season? There's a ridiculous <sighs> amount. Even the kickers are off this year.
0: Yeah, and so that's that's the unfortunate part. The unfortunate part is that probably our season is going to be determined by which team can stay the healthiest. I don't understand how Kansas City seems to be just w- walking through this season like nothing's ever happened. They're like, ah, fine, no one's hurt. They're going through, getting out. Everyone's fine. I don't understand they're, it. They're
1: they're out there playing backyard football. It looks so easy for Mahomes and company right now. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I'm very uh, jealous, uh, very jealous. So, but it's
0: um, it's a frust- it's a frustrating game. It's a frustrating season so far, and not the season that we hit. But if, but if, if Raymond's preseason predictions are any indications, this should be the last loss of the year. So we should be okay. <laughs>
1: Who should be right, right? Yeah, fourteen and two. <laughs> we're gonna go on a, on a twelve-game win streak right now. So, so get ready, Goldcast, because the ride's just getting started. <laughs> Buckle your oh safety. Oh my boots. God, I'm saying I'm I am saying ten and six
0: if we're lucky. Yeah, right I'm now. saying ten and six too. Well, that isn't that about where Vegas
1: had us originally. I don't know Vegas. Vegas can kiss my ass.
0: <laughs> that might be quote of the day. I don't know. Vegas can kiss my ass. That might be the vote, the quote of the day. But um, I mean, I don't know, man. I think there's not a lot to say other than let's just hope. I guess the main thing now we have to watch is Jimmy G gonna be back. That's the main question. Is Jimmy G back this week? My gut says absolutely. They bring Jimmy G back. I'm pretty sure they probably could have Jimmy, brought Jimmy G back. This past week, but decided good. not They're to. They're
1: playing it safe. They're like, "Hey, Nick Moens is playing good. He's a solid backup. Why not give Jimmy the extra rest so that he can be a hundred percent?" But now you see the now you see the predicament you're in because now Kyle Shanahan, the pressure's on. You're between a rock and a hard place. If you want to stay in this race, you better put your best horses in there. Simple as that. So Jimmy, yeah. and we know Jimmy wants to play. Jimmy's got some. Jimmy's got tough Moxie in him. So Jimmy's. And my prediction before we even get to Thursday, our preview game is Jimmy will play Sunday. That I'm saying that right now. Jimmy's going to play Sunday no matter what. I think Jimmy plays Sunday no matter what too, and then we see what this offense
0: can really do again. You know, despite being hobbled on one leg, you saw that he really settled back into form in week two. I expect the same coming into week five. We'll talk about that obviously a little bit later in the week, but um, let's just hope we get everyone back, man. This you know we we've got Miami who. Um, you know, kind of started off a little hot, but they definitely have fallen back to earth. And Miami's doing Miami things, so this is another opportunity for this team to stay competitive. For this team to get another notch on their belt, because that gauntlet's not going anywhere. Now, the great part is is that several of those teams in that gauntlet don't look nearly as tough as they did before. Okay, uh, I'd say uh, two teams look. One team looks tougher, which is the Green Bay Packers. That was the game that I had kind of penciled in the win. They actually look. Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind. So they look tougher. The Saints um are still getting wins, but it's not quite the same Drew Brees. We're seeing a little bit of a dip in the overall offensive production of that team. Hey, they still look great. They're still getting wins. Okay, but so but not quite as deadly.
1: Right. But Michael Michael Thomas not being in the lineup certainly helps that team. Alvin Kamara really coming into in now, I feel like I feel like last year he struggled as the number one back and i thought he was better the year before statistically he was he was clearly better the year before when he was in working in tandem with mark ingram before he went to the ravens and then he kind of struggled getting and he dealt with some injuries last year as well but now he's really kind of improved upon last season really stepped into that number one running back role and is obviously an amazing threat uh, as a receiving running back as well. So, I mean, he's really kind of carrying this offense right now, in my opinion. I think he's doing it more than Drew Because, I mean, when if a quarterback checks down, you know, it's like your easiest throw. It's your default throw. It's what rookies and bad quarterbacks do to just, like, do to do something effective, you know, even though it's not really effective when if it's, like, third and long and you're checking down. But in terms of Alvin Kamara, like, you're – you know, Alvin Kamara is, is a yak machine, so – it's really helping that it's helping carry that offense because the the acquisition of Emmanuel Sanders has been a missed opportunity so far for the Saints' offense. They're just not really using him. They used him a little bit this past week, and he seems to have gotten a little bit more action the past couple weeks. But overall, it's been it hasn't been much coming out of out of him. So. Well, part of of the
0: problem is, too, is that Emmanuel Sanders is a downfield threat. You know, he's like a Brandon Cooks. You know, he's a guy that runs north-south and gets way out there and, and, you know, creates those big opportunities. And Drew Drew Brees is just really struggling with that long ball this year. You know, that father time is
1: catching up to him. He is. Although he was, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders did some good possession receiving for the Niners last season, too, in addition to some long ball stuff from Jimmy. But uh, but, uh, the Saints aren't using him the same way. Uh, Actually, honestly, I
0: think they're wasting a lot of talent over there. I don't understand. I mean, like he balled out for us on—he balled out for us on the on the Niners. So I don't—I don't understand.
1: It's weird considering the coach they have over there and his ability to typically, you know, utilize all players within his dis- at his disposal. But for some reason, he's just kind of missing the ball with uh, Emmanuel Sanders so far. But again, that is the Saints cast. That is the Hudak cast who that cast yeah if you really want to if you want to get some more information about what's happening with that nfl team we are all niners all day here but the point you know point is that uh the teams that we're going to face in two weeks time is you know there's going to be some opportunity there If if we get healthier by the time that comes it won't be as daunting of a task because all not all of those teams are looking sharp
0: Yes. The Saints, I was going to say, the Saints and the Rams have come back down to earth a little bit more. Oh, my um, God,
1: the Rams. The Rams struggled against the Giant, who we kicked the tar out of. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, uh, we'll see. Um, the only fan, I, I believe they only have one fan. I believe it's Louis B. I think it's the only person that roots for the the Rams. So, you're going to have to go to the Louis B. Rams cast. Um, I don't know where that <laughs> plays. Somewhere, somewhere in L.A. But, either way, it... It's uh we've got one more week to put this together and then hopefully hopefully we're fully ready and ready to nail this thing um come the gauntlet too because it I'm I'm very nervous and this is a season that quickly feels like it's starting to get out of hand. And so hopefully the players can come back, hopefully the players can you know we, we can we can get past these soft tissue injuries and just play football the way we want to that's all we're asking for Other, uh, otherwise if we can't put this together yeah i see a 10 and 6 season i see the seahawks taking first place russell wilson getting mvp and us watching the playoffs from the sidelines or watching it from the wild card on from home so yep. hopefully that's not the case hopefully we keep it together um, we're going to find out but what say you Gold Cast Nation is Jimmy G going to start this week let us know in the comments go to youtube.com slash and let us know what you think and then we'll be back a little bit later in the week to preview week 5 Dolphins and 49ers um, hopefully it's about bounce, bounce back game for us we, uh, we'll see and so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Let's get back on track. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel.
1: This is, this
0: is the Goldcast.